Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreamers. After wrapping up their interrogation with Patrick West... The boys and Richard head out to investigate the town of Lycos. They speak to the widow of one of the murder victims before heading to Thornthrope Pass, where they find a group of mercenaries gearing up to head into the pass at the full moon and exterminate the threats. Realizing this means Patrick's family is in danger, Richard does a keg stand to distract the adventurers while Thomas and Tyronicus venture into the pass. Surrounded by wolves and nearly attacked, they proclaim themselves friends of Patrick, and the werewolves restrain themselves just enough to bring them back to their den to talk. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. You enter the cavern and see a small fire. In front of you, you see a number of wolves, two small pups, and three other wolves around. As the three large werewolves enter with you, you see them shift out of their beast form. The big black werewolf shifts into a very fit, relatively young man. The white wolf also shifts into a similarly built man with dark orange hair. And then the white wolf with the black streak shifts down into an older woman. Then the three wolves around the fire also shift out of their wolf form, actual wolf, not werewolf, into their human form. You see, one of them takes the shape of a relatively young woman, and then two of them shift into young men. They appear to be brothers, maybe like fraternal twins of sort. They seem to be very close in age, very dark hair, and they seem to bear a number of scars as if they've seen some pretty rough battles. And the big black werewolf that you had seen, the one that came to attack you, says, Everyone, this is, uh... Sorry, uh, I, I, I didn't get your names. Uh, friends of my, my, my dad. Uh, uh, Bones, you are? Thomas Phelps. Nice to, well, I already met you, but, you know, nice to introduce myself. Yeah, uh, Oliver West, by the way. Tyronicus. Tyronicus, great. And then the White Wolf, the one that had stopped Oliver from attacking you, steps up and says, Hi, uh, my name's Harry. Uh, nice to meet you. And uh, this is our mom, uh, Jessica. And the white werewolf steps forward and now with her white hair looks at you and says, Hello, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is our family. We have uh, Abby. And she gestures to the young woman with uh, brunette hair sitting around the fire. By the way, I should note, when they all shift out of their beast forms, they're all naked. (laughs) And so she says... This is Abby, and you see this young woman with brunette hair kind of covering her breasts, but that seems to be more incidental than on purpose. And then she gestures to the two twins, the the scarred. You see lots of kind of scratch marks, even some burns, and their dark, dark hair. She says, this is Kalu. You see this one has uh, blue eyes, and he goes, hey. And this is uh, Ripper, and this one has green eyes. And he goes, 
Hi. And Abby gets up and gestures to the two wolf pups fighting in the back. They seem to be nipping at each other and wrestling in the way that young wolves do. She says, and those are uh, Tor and Tyr, my kids. Uh, wh- what are you guys doing here? Uh, Thomas has been covering both his eye sockets and... I don't know if you could see a skeleton blush, but if you could, it would be the same color as his coat. Yeah. Your literal cheekbones turn pink. Nice. <laughs> he says, uh, we're, we're here to um, help uh, Patrick, ma'am. And then Oliver steps up to you and goes, how are you going to help my dad? He, he's been locked up for seasons at this point. Well, we're, we're going to prove his innocence. How? We've tried that. Excellent question. Uh, well, for starters, we could prove that he wasn't there at the scene of the crime when it occurred, if you have any information about that. Which one? Uh, the the one for the... I can't believe you've killed multiple people. But anyway, the one for the pup Trent. You remember him? Yeah, he was not arrested for Trent's murder. Well, no, not Trent's murder, but the one that murdered him. Uh, Richard. Richard, I think it was yeah, his name. That, that asshole one. tasted real nice. So it was you that killed him. We all did. Oh, good. We're a pack. A real uh, Orient Express kind of situation, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I I love her novels, man. They're okay. Uh, hmm. Tyronicus, <laughs> you got any ideas? <laughs> um, <laughs> not not to interrupt. Sorry. And Harry steps forward and goes. But I do think we should uh, maybe keep in mind the fact that uh, you mentioned there were people with silver weapons coming into the woods. Oh, yeah. There's a pile of hunters on their way. Yeah, maybe, Oliver, maybe you and I just go take them out real quick. Um, they do have silver weapons, and they are adventurers, uh, so I don't know how well that'll work. I'm sure you guys are amazing because you're natural fighters and... And such, but um, silver weapons are a bit of a um, uh, a bane, I would think, to you. We're well aware, son. Un- unless you're willing to kill them for us. Uh, no, th- there won't be any more killing today. That's not happening. And uh, at this point, Kalu stands up, the scarred one with the blue eyes, and says, "Yeah, well, we can't just let him get away, Oliver." You can come with us. Mom, you stay put. Uh, I think Abby can probably take this one. Wait, Me, Oliver, this- Harry, Abby, that should be enough. Well, part of this is the reason why they're coming to the forest, because more deaths have been popping up. Is that you guys as well? They all kind of look around at each other nervously, and Oliver goes, I mean, they're a friend of Dad's. Yeah, yeah, it's us. We got to hunt somewhere. But you couldn't just not hunt humans? You, I'm sorry, I'm... New to this whole uh, thing. All right. Uh, you guys aren't wolves yourselves, are you? No. Nope. Okay, well, I don't know if you're familiar with the way lycanthropy works. A lot of the world, your world, your human world, considers it a curse. Reason is, uh, it, it kind of is. That's usually how you first come across it. For example, my father is a turned wolf, uh, not natural born. He came upon lycanthropy in his life. As it develops, you gain incredible strength, but you also develop hunger and urges. My father tried to hide that for a long time. He, uh, he tried to behave in human society, but <sighs> you're kind. And please forgive me about it, but you are not exactly the most welcoming of others, so to speak. And, uh, well, yeah, we do have hungers. They can be controlled under the right circumstances, but there's no trust anywhere. Anything that immediately goes wrong, everyone always points their fingers at us. They make it so much harder to just fucking live. And, well, when you're getting kicked repeatedly over and over, it's it's only a matter of time before you fight back. I can understand that. Long story short, we decided there was no point in trying to hide our nature. We become more powerful if we just embrace our true selves, right? So, so no, we can't fight these urges. We, we tried that, and, well, it didn't work for us. I see. Hmm. Look, part of the problem is these guys are set here. Their entire goal 
is to get rid of you guys. And we're here to protect you. But we also have to stop these murders. It's definitely not going to help your father's case. And we are trying to get him off. Well, what do you propose we do? I think I have a plan, actually. Tyronicus. Really? I don't know if it'll work, but... um. Uh, I don't have any other ideas, so I, I say we might as well try it. Um, those hunters will eventually be coming this way, allegedly. Why don't we use one of our new friends here as some sort of diversion, just so they could see that werewolf, and then we sneak up behind the hunters and knock them out and get them out of here. That way, when we go back to the judge... We could have them come with us and say that they saw something else out here in the woods. Something other than Patrick. But what would stop them from coming back to the forest? Well, once we get Patrick out, he did say that he would take his family and get the heck out of here, so... He did? He, yes, he he did. That was part of the deal. Where are we supposed to go? He's going to take you somewhere safe, somewhere that you won't be in danger anymore. Because clearly you guys are not safe here. I understand everything that you know is here. You've raised generations of pups here. But it's just not safe for you guys. Clearly, these people don't mean to coexist with you. How much longer are we supposed to keep hiding, huh? We keep running from from town to town, place to place. It's not our fault. We're, we're, We're just trying to live. No, it's it's not your fault. And yes, humans are very, very cruel creatures, probably the cruelest out there, but you just you haven't found your your pack yet. And I don't mean like your actual literal pack that you have right now, but your pack as in the place where you'll get to coincide with others that aren't just werewolves that that will treat you the way that you deserve to be treated, you know? And where is that supposed to be? I bet there's there's not a place on on this continent that actually cares for monsters. Well, no, that can't be true. There's a place out there for you. Look, we'll do everything in our power to help aid you in finding a safe place for you to go. But here is not that place, clearly. These people are out to get you, and I do think they're going to keep coming back. So you guys can't live peacefully. So even if it's not here... Don't think of it as running away. Think of it as just relocating because they're just going to keep coming and you guys are going to have to keep fighting. It's not safe. You have pups here. No one wants that. We don't want that for you. Semantics. But you're saying there's a chance you can free Patrick. There's always a chance. Or Alpha. Has Patrick ever led us astray? Oh, don't go there. He's always been doing everything in our best interest. Has he made mistakes? Sure, but we've always come out okay. And if he chose them, if he believes in these people, well then, God damn it, I'm I'm willing to believe in them too. And as your Luna, you have to obey what I say. So fucking sit down. You're my children, bitch. Well said, ma'am. And as as she says, bitch, everyone kind of like darts their eyes around at each other and they transform into their wolf forms and sit like a dog. (laughs) See, that's that's the power of authority right there. Everyone's always going on about those alphas, but I'm a sigma, baby. Hey, (laughs) I see you. (laughs) I see you, too. I have two eyes. Right. Right. All right. Well, what's the plan? Which one of you is the fastest or the most dexterous? Someone who can weave in and weave out. Abby, the, the young female wolf, morphs and says, Well, I, th- I, I think that'd be me. And you seem the least bloodthirsty, so that's also good. Yeah, well, I'm I'm also a, a, a turned wolf, so kind of like Patrick. I, I was human before I was full wolf. So let's have you and me go back to the hunters and we'll have them come into the forest to find Abby. Then once they start going after Abby, she'll run away, and you, me, and my uncle will have to knock the hunters out from behind stealthily, and then drag them back into town, and hopefully the tale they'll tell is let everyone know that there is just one, not a pack, one wolf out here that is going after people. 
and that will hopefully take them off the trail of Patrick as the killer, in theory. And the wolf that you recognize as Oliver, the black wolf, shifts back into human form, dong out in the open, and says, but your court, they demand hard evidence, right? I mean, witness testimony is pretty good evidence. Usually it's hard evidence, but there was no evidence for Patrick. They just kind of went on hearsay. They had a body, but they couldn't completely link it to him. Right, they just right. kind of assumed. Well, we, we have to make sure that whatever testimony is given is undeniable, right? Right. Because if, if they just see a wolf running around, who's to say that they won't try and discredit that? Maybe, maybe you let Abby take out just one of them? Well, she could maybe hurt one of them, but not, not kill. I mean... Certainly not kill. We've, we've got two hungry pups. There will be no more killing on either side. Roll a persuasion. Oh, boy. Oh, 24. You say no more killing with this, like, strong authority in your voice. And Oliver immediately kind of, like, hunches down. Like, he, he averts his gaze from yours for a second. And then he goes, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yes. And he stands back up and looks you in the eye. Good. Now, anyway, I, I firmly believe that the eyewitness testimony of five different individuals saying the same exact thing will be more than enough evidence. Trust me. All right. And how do we know they won't hurt Abby? Well, that's where we come in. We'll try to, you know, knock them out before they do that. That's why we need her to be the fastest one so she can get in and out. And at this point, Oliver walks up to you, Thomas, and puts a very heavy hand on your scapula and presses in and pulls you in and he says, if anything happens to my mate it's your head or skull I guess got it got it okay this actually sounds like a really solid plan I'm glad someone thinks so because I wasn't so sure in my own little brain here wait what why would you say that out loud no No, it'll it'll be fine it's gonna be totally fine (laughs) okay all right should we get going yep we probably should right all right There. Well, don't stop now. This, this, this is the halftime ad with Nikki B. All right, it's that time again. It's halftime again, and I'm back, baby. We're all back. Here we are. You, I mean, you've been enjoying the episodes for, you know, hopefully a good amount of time. I have no idea what's going on anymore in the episodes. Uh, I only know what's going on in Gary's half. I'm really close with that guy, you know, so he he sends me a little message every now and then through, you know, what's going on. But otherwise, I got no idea, so I hope it's great. Hope you're enjoying it. Enough of this rambling. Today's sponsor is the Heroes Journal. And guys, the Heroes Journal... You know, what it does is you you have your goals, right? And you just, you turn your goals literally into a quest, like your favorite video, RPGs, video games, whatever, you know, and, and it's a good way to go about life, actually, but this thing is great, you know, you turn, it's, it becomes fun, you turn the, the literally to a quest, you know, I mean, look, you spend so much time farming your carrots and in Stardew Valley or whatever the fuck, right? You're doing fake chores, but you won't do your real ones. Just imagine, you know, your real ones are like the fake ones. And then boom, your life's a video game, right? So it's the same thing here. We got this book here. You write down your your, your own tasks, your own obstacles, your allies, whatever. You literally turn your life into a game. And it's, you literally you get to level up, but in the real world, you know? So you have something to show for it, right? Otherwise, nobody knows that you're an expert fisherman in Animal Crossing unless you... Uh, tell them and uh i mean i'm i I think that's great man but uh you know your parents probably aren't proud of you anyway what i love about the book is that it's filled with quotes from great minds a bunch of great minds including gandalf the gray yeah you know that's the first one i found here but uh you know if it's got quotes from dudes like him you know this is made for you right so anyway 
here's somebody to tell you something about it, and then I'll come back. What? Sure, got to this. Carry the two, two plus two is. Like I've started over, started the two. Hey, kid. Is the next shipment ready? Crap! I'm sorry, Pollyanna, I forgot again. I was doing the roast, and Twix wants me to learn how to do the invoicing, and I gotta meet with Dot to talk about the foundation for my sister! <laughs> hey, hey, it's okay. I'm such a fuck-up! No, you aren't. You're just a little overwhelmed. Here. What's this? It's the spray bottle Twix uses when I mess something up. Okay, that won't be necessary. No! You gotta spray me so I can learn my lesson. Otherwise, how am I gonna help you become a successful entrepreneur? Why don't we try some positive reinforcement? That sounds painful. I promise it's not. You're doing great, Kit. You need to recognize that. You and Twigs believe in me so much. Let me believe in you. You sound like my sister. <laughs> Here, let me give you something. It's called the Hero's Journal. It's something I used when I started brewing coffee to help achieve my goals. What? It's like a little butler or something? No, silly. It's a journal made to help you accomplish your goals by building a positive narrative and turning your goals into a quest. That sounds fun. It kind of is. Here, why don't we start by naming your quest? What do you want to accomplish? Uh, I want to be the greatest entrepreneur ever. <laughs> Ambitious. I like it. The great thing about the Hero's Journal is that it takes you day by day. You name the things you want to accomplish, become a billionaire, your allies for the day, twigs, obstacles, when my shoelaces come undone, and more to help steer you away from shaming yourself and make your dreams a reality. Thank you, Pollyanna. But this must have cost a fortune. It's got all these pretty little pictures on the pages. Not at all. When you go to theheroesjournal.co and use code DRIMBUS10, you can get 10% off your purchase. Whoa, that's a steal, right? What are you buffoons doing in here? Get back. To work. There you go. And yes, it does have lots of pretty little pictures. They're very cute. And you can color them in if you want. Alright. Here's some allies I'm gonna write down in my hero's journal. Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez. Thank you for your service, pal. Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Con Air on DVD. That's a big ally right there. NB Star, Stevie B. Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Fina Moonstrider, Denny Dewdrop, and Myth Mouse, the Myth Mouse. As always, thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts. Your support and your listenage means everything to us. We love you all. There's a show waiting for us. Let's go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. (laughs) Devastating physical injury. (laughs) Just take cover. She's a good pilot, everyone. (laughs) She's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we cut to Thomas and Tyronicus emerging from the forest towards the caravan. You see the horses have laid down and all four of the mercenaries are kind of sprawled out on the floor. They all have tankards and they're drinking and Richard's in the middle and he says, uh, <laughs> and he thought, <laughs> he thought, I was his assistant. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, clearly I'm in charge. (laughs) Are you all drunk? What are you talking about, lad? This is just a pretty hot drink, you know? Well, listen, you need to all come very, very quickly. We saw some movement in the woods, and we need your help. Ladies! And Purse Rompel, the dwarf with the rainbow hair, turns around and says, Gear up! and grabs a big branch off the ground and pulls it back like a crossbow and goes, let's go. Oh, goodness. And then you see Terry, the uh, snake, kind of slither up. They are laying on the ground entirely. They kind of raise their mouth to say something and then immediately go, and pass out. (laughs) Elvira manages to stumble up to her feet, the big buff human woman. And she grabs the tabaxi, Rob Strong, by the scruff of his neck and says, All right, let's go. And then Richard looks at you and goes, Ah, Tom, Tom, Tommy, Tommy boy, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. And he grabs you by the back of the neck, like puts his forehead against yours. And he goes, How did it go? How did it go with it? It went well. You smell. Please back up at least three paces for me. That's the smell of the smell of party, boy. Uh, He puts a kiss on your cheekbone. (laughs) Okay, that's adorable. Uh, You need to stay here with the snake. Make sure they do not follow us into the woods. What do you? Wait, 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 wait. I'm in charge. I want. I want to be there for the breaking of the case. You're going to break the case right here. If that snake gets up, the the case is over. Like, it's ruined. This is the most big boy job of all big boy jobs. If you want to be the true true master and I the assistant, you need to stay right here, right now. Roll a persuasion or a roll of deception for me. Oh, damn you. (laughs) 20, not natural. Jeez. (laughs) Holy fuck, man. He looks at you and he goes... 
That's right. And he, uh, he pokes your sternum and he says, I was... Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Testing you. Good job, assistant. I will be here managing. People keep touching my bones. I don't like it. He grabs Terry and kind of wraps Terry around himself like a big uh, feather boa and goes, come here. I saw some dumplings over there. Right. Elvira looks at you and goes, where are we? Where are they? Where, where, what's going on? Where are we going? Uh, that way. And I point to where we came from. Okay, and she runs off down the path, dragging Rob by the scruff of his neck. Uh, and Rob seems to be, like, kind of coming in and out of sleep. Oh, we should probably follow them. Yep, here we go. Let's follow them. <laughs> so you guys head through Thornthrope Pass. You go a bit of the ways in, and eventually you reach that little crossroads where you first saw the white wolf that you now know is Harry. And sure enough, as you arrive, you now see a brown wolf atop it with a white streak and uh, the wolf kind of looks at you and goes purse at this point grabs you and goes lads i haven't seen anything around here what's uh, where where is everything do you hear that tronicus is gonna like stoop down and he's gonna like snap his finger and he's gonna cast minor illusion for like the sound of snarling okay he rolls a three, and from off in the distance behind you to the left through the trees, you produce a sound that goes... <laughs> and you see Percy immediately turns around and starts swinging the sword wildly, going... Ah! Mm-hmm. I'm not going to come again. We've got lots of gold waiting for us. And Elvira turns around and seems to drop Rob and goes... Wait, wait, purse, come back, isn't I? Uh. And at this point, you see Abby begin to shift. You see the brown wolf ahead of you begin to kind of hunch over a little bit and grow stronger and broader as it begins to get up on its two hind legs and becomes more humanoid, becoming this big, towering werewolf. And Elvira grabs purse and turns around and goes, Purse, you gotta... You gotta get a hold of yourself, man. We're in the middle of a dangerous mission, and you gotta... And Abby, at this point, has finished transforming. You hear the bones crunching, the fur becomes shaggier, and she lets out a big... Nobody move. Elvira has her back to Abby, and Purse looks over her shoulder and goes, Oh, Lord. Oh, good lord, good lord, good lord. Elvira's so much taller than Purse that she's kind of holding him by the shirt, but he's floating up in the air. And you see a little trickle of pee begin to pour out of his trousers. As Abby comes up, grabs the sleeping Rob by the scruff of the neck and goes, Oh, oh no, 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 no. The pee begins to puddle up on the floor. There is a little bushy patch of grass and you hear a, Oh, yeah. And a little coin seems to hit Purse in the face. And Abby, the werewolf, holds the sleeping Rob up. Rob begins to blink awake and he goes, As Abby takes a big bite out of his bicep. Oh, Lord! I, like, look at Thomas and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is going south fast? Purse takes the sword and shoves Elvira down and begins charging toward Abby. Roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, my God. 13. 20. Tyronicus, you are up first. What do you do? Um, Tyronicus is just going to, like, panic seeing this is going south and not really wanting any more, like, bloodshed. I'm going to snap my finger and I'm going to try to cast this sleep at level three. Dope. Okay. Who does that affect? Everybody within uh, 20 feet. That's not me. Oh, God. But I have the ability. Um, Careful spell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who are you trying to exclude? I'm trying to think, bro, because if I don't put this wolf to sleep, too, she's she might eat this dude. No, don't put the wolf to I would not. Well, up to you. I, I would try not to put the wolf to sleep. I just don't want her to also eat him. So far, I'm just going to choose Thomas. Well... <laughs> 
Oh, oh, to exempt. I thought you meant just to put him to sleep. Nah, just put him to sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll use one of my points for careful spell, and I'll choose Abby and Thomas to be excluded from my cast. Okay, give me that roll. Let's see how I do with math. Three plus eight plus six plus four plus eight plus six plus six plus seven plus five is 53 points. So anyone with less than 53 hit points falls asleep? Anyone with less than 53 points that's not Abby or Thomas is going to sleep. You see Rob, Purse, and Elvira all just instantly like rob is in the middle of the scream abby is just pulling the last bits of sinew and muscle away from his arm and he goes "Ah!" in her arms passing the fuck out as both purse who is running with the sword just stumbles like face first into the dirt and the sword goes flying forward you see the silver just barely nicks at abby a little bit and you hear like a little sizzle and And elvira who had just fallen flat on her back also begins to just snore open mouth wide (laughs) and then abby realizing what you've done seems to chew very aggressively very like animalistic with that big werewolf jaw. The piece of bicep that she had and then drops Rob onto the ground. And then shifts back down. What the fuck? We had a plan. And she looks at you fully naked, bloody mouth and goes, yeah. Now they know I'm dangerous. Uh, Fair enough. I'll give her that one. (laughs) He's just going to shake his head and he's like, alright, what's our next step? Uh, drag him out of here. All right. Well, there's two of us, and there's like these three bodies. You're you're nice and big and strong. I'll get one, and you get two. One. I could probably help you most of the way. Oh. Um, I feel like people see. Oh, if you want to help us, at least to the edge of the forest, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Well, that could be dangerous. I mean, there's no one else there, right? Well, I mean, I'll be in human form. I I don't have to take you all the way to town, but I could just take you right to the edge. I feel like a bloody girl. It's not a great look, but... Bloody naked, too. Bloody naked, girl. Oh, she kind of wipes the blood off of her mouth as best she can. There's still kind of like that vague, like, red tint to the mouth. And now her hands are kind of bloody. And she ties her hair up in, like, a very loose bun and goes, Better? I must say, no disrespect whatsoever, but you are stunning. Like, with the ponytail, without the ponytail. I didn't want to say it in front of your husband, but I just, that's, Thomas, no, that's all I wanted to say. Not to Okay, okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, definitely don't say that in front of my husband. But thank you. Was it going to? You're welcome. Yeah, all right. Shall we? And she grabs Rob... Abby's, like, relatively, in human form, is relatively short in stature, at least for a human. Probably about, like, five feet, five one, probably. Mm -hmm. And she just, with ease, picks Rob up by an ankle and slings him over her shoulders. Like in a fireman carry. He goes, "Uh, how far are we going? And how much time do we have? Oh, what time is it? Like, if I look up, where's the moon? Uh, It's probably about midnight right now. Maybe a little past. It's probably, like, like 1, 2 a.m. So we're at, like... We pass, like, full moon territory. Yeah. She spots you looking at the moon, and she goes, Oh, trust me, it's taking a lot of restraint not to eat all of you. Uh, let's let's go. Let's yeah, move. I d- yeah, yeah let's, let's make it quick. Let's, let's, let's. I must say, the bloodlust is very, very attractive, but let's keep going. Please stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, this guy's dying, so we should we should probably go before he bleeds to death. So, yeah, let's go. All right. Um, again, how much time do we have before they wake up? Oh, yikes. Sleep only lasts for a minute. So let's let's restrain these guys first. <laughs> she begins asking how long do we have, and Rob begins to sleepily wake up on her shoulders and goes, uh, uh, "What's happening?" And Abby punches him in the face, and he knocks out. That's exactly what I was gonna do. And she goes, "Okay, uh, you know what? Maybe you guys should handle this after all." Okay, well we'll take it from here. Yeah. All right. She throws him onto the ground and goes. Should I just go wait by the cavern? Yes. Yes, that would probably be best. All right. Uh, well, good luck. And thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. She runs off. Very quickly, I might add. Very sweet lady, Tyronicus. You must admit. We got to get these guys out of here. And I don't know the best way to do this. <sighs> I, I know. I know exactly how to do this. 
and I grab one and I start dragging him towards the edge. Yeah, which one do you grab? I'll take Rob. Thomas, you begin dragging Rob Strong. He has that like Dorito-shaped torso uh, and is just dragging along the dirt as you take him. Uh, I guess I'm just going to drag the other two. <laughs> you begin dragging them and the sleep begins to wear off of them. And Elvira wakes up and goes, oh, 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 oh. I had like the weirdest nightmare that well, I actually no, I didn't see anything. I I just, what happened? Purse knocked me down, and and then, and then I fell asleep. Well, that was no nightmare. We barely got out of there alive. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was some kind of crazy monster. We barely got out with our lives. We got to get out of here. At this point, Purse is waking up, and he gets up and he goes, "Oh, oh God, he, he should gone. He, where is it? Where?" Where's my sword? It's where? gone. It ran away. Don't worry. We're, we're getting you out of here. Oh, he's uh, where's uh, where's Rob? Where's Rob? And and then then he sees Rob and he goes, Oh God, it was real. It was really. Is he going to be all right? We're trying to find that out, but we got to get out of here first so we don't become next. We really got in over our heads on this one, huh? For sure. Okay. And he runs back, picks up his sword, and begins using it kind of like a walking stick. So so what's the plan? Get get back up and. And, uh, attack again, or, 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 or what, what? Oh, absolutely not. We are no match for whatever that thing was. We need to go back, and we, we gotta report, like, what you saw. I mean, look at Rob. I, he can't make it. I don't even know if we should continue dragging him. What if they come after us again? What if they can smell his blood? What, you want, you, you, you want to leave him? We're gonna try our best, but if worse comes to worse, we might have to. We, we, we can't leave Rob. Elvira, help me carry him. Come on. And she goes over, and they both kind of take Rob in that, like, wounded soldier-like stance with one arm over each of their shoulders. They begin dragging him. They go, woof, 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 woof. And Thomas walks behind with his hands behind his head like that in kind of a casual pose to rest him. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you do so. They, like, bulk it the fuck out of Thornthroat Pass. And as you guys emerge, you see Richard just fucking, like, passed out with, he seems to have a half-eaten croissant sitting on his chin. Where did you get that? What? 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 Were there, did I miss it? Were there croissants here when I left? I love croissants. We, um... Croissant. Well, assistant, as you should know, it's typical for a manager, boss, position, person to look through cargo and enjoy the fruits of labor. To establish authority. Oh, you stole from them, I see. Um, Very assisted-like of you. Mm, no, I'm simply claiming what's mine. Right, Terry? And he goes to give Terry a high five. Terry's still wrapped around him. And Terry's head just kind of like flops onto his palm. See? Terry said I could have it. Not that I needed his permission. Uh-huh. Right. Well, anyway, let's get out of here. <laughs> so what now? Let's get back to town and rest up and heal heal Rob's wounds oh, there. We gotta show the court what's going on so they know. That there's something out here. Oh, uh, do you think that they could uh, help us out? Send, send uh, more reinforcements or... Or something like that? Yeah, for sure. Maybe they'll, like, send some reclaimers or something at some point later. Like Maybe. But first things first, we need to get Rob back into town and heal him up. Yeah, we don't want him to bleed to death. Here, let let us talk to the court and you go get Rob to safety. All right. Good good thinking. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Wait, where, where can we meet you? Uh, we'll be a, at the inn in town. Okay. Yeah, uh, we have a room. Just uh, go up to the, the innkeep and tell them you want to talk to Elvira. They'll, they'll, they'll let you down into our room. We'll do. All right. Thank you for, for getting us out of there. No problem. All right. And they begin to walk off towards the inn. And Richard stands up and he goes, excellent work, assistance. Clearly, you couldn't have done it without me watching the snake, of course. But good, good work nonetheless. Go back to eating your croissants. I will. He takes a bite out of the half croissant that he still has. Well, into town we go. Very well. So what's the play here? What are we telling Judge Russell? Um, so one of them got attacked. We're going to use that as proof that there's something else in the forest. Since it's the same kind of claw mark, we can try to prove that it wasn't Patrick because Patrick's been locked up. So there's been other attacks. Side note, he got bit. Is he going to turn into a werewolf too? <laughs> oh boy. That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
Rob was the werewolf the whole time. Who pinned it on Rob? <laughs> He'll just transform and just maul everybody. His whole party just dies. This could take a very interesting turn. <laughs> That's specifically why I was trying to avoid me getting attacked at any point. Let's find out. I have rolled. I now know what happens. Oh, boy. God, okay. <laughs> it was Rob. This will be a very interesting. Anyway. Oh, back to town. Very well. She's like, oh, I, I wonder if since he got bit, he's going to turn into a werewolf. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. It's not like it's a full moon or anything. Electronicus <laughs> <laughs> like looks up like, yeah. Oh, that's not full. That's just rotund. I respect that. Back to town. <laughs> <laughs> With Thomas's respect, you walk silently back into town. It is early morning, so you're welcome to head back to the inn and rest in Richard's room if you'd like. Okay. Or you're welcome to do anything else you might want to do in town while you're here. Is it the same inn that the other adventurers are in? Presumably, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to rest, Tyronicus. If you want to open that can of worms, feel free. But I need my Betty Bye. Where are you going to rest, Thomas? In, in Uncle Richard's room. At the inn? Yes. At the same inn where our friend got bitten. Oh, well, I have no flesh anymore. I, I could take my chances. Uh, <laughs> you don't think wolves like bones, bro? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Actually, you know what? We'll be fine. I'm not really a human. You're a skeleton. We'll be okay. Oh, boy. Uncle Richard, should we roll the dice on this one? Which die would you like? I have a d20. I have oh. a d12. I have a d10. I have a d8. I have a d6. Are there any other inns in town that you might want to put us up in? No. <laughs> Uh, great. <laughs> All right. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll hear the screams before they get to our room. For sure. So I guess we'll go back to the inn. And you guys head back to the inn. Richard leads you in. And uh, you guys begin to get ready for bed. You don't see any of the adventurers. And Tyronicus, as you're getting ready for bed, your earpiece begins to ring. Oh, you know what, guys? Um, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back. And so Tyronicus is gonna, like... Go, like, step outside. Try not to fall in the hole. Uh, I've heard it happens sometimes. Will do. TJ here. Tyronicus? Lucky? Yeah. Tyronicus, how how, how have you been? How's it going? Um, it's been better. Um, it's been worse. Uh, Dealing with werewolves, that kind of nonsense. What's going on, Lucky? What region are you by? Um, Thornthrope Pass? We're in Lycos right now. Why? What's going on? It's not anything serious just yet, but we've been getting some really weird signatures all over the place. Especially around Heartland. I don't know if you plan to be traveling around there, but if you do, just be careful, all right? Will do. Now, the boss has been wondering where where you've been. I've told him you've been busy on some personal matters, but you're probably going to have to stop by sometime soon. That would make sense. All right. Thanks, Lucky. All right. Uh, Would you happen to know anything about... Uh, Harty's Healing Temple. Harty's Healing Temple? Yeah. Is that is that near Heartland? Yeah, it's a, it's just some little monastery on a, on Mount Heartland. It's it's the first place we checked, and we don't know what happened. It's 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 a relatively low traffic area, but the place was just absolutely raised by someone. I haven't, but if you want, I can check it out. We're looking into it, but just uh. Keep an eye open, okay? I've, I've been assigned to it, and, well, you know I'm on, I'm in hot water after, you know, the whole staff thing, so. Yeah, sorry. If you, if you pick up any leads on this, just, uh, please, hook it up. I got you, man. All right. Take it to your own. No problem, Lucky. And Lucky. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything on the front of, uh, the whole Agatha business or anything like that? I've put out some feelers, and, uh, all I've gotten is... We do have records for someone uh, going by Hagatha Christie over on a Mallowan Shores. Apparently works for uh, some manner of a law firm, it appears, but nothing beyond that. Okay. Just keep eyes out for her and uh, Jessica Felcher. Jessica, oh, yeah, uh, well, Felcher, I I did run on her and she's from... um, Rabbit Cove, right? Yes. And I told you about what happened, right? Yeah, it's gone, right? Yeah. We've we've got some investigators looking into it. Uh, uh, they found something heading northward, and so I'm sending a couple extra to search that and search around Mallowan Shore, see what they come up with. All right. 
keep me posted. And Lucky, you haven't heard anything weird going on within LEP, have you? In what sense? I just... Something gives me a feeling that uh, things are going to go south. And I just want to make sure that they haven't reached as far as them yet. We're our last line of defense. I can't say I've noticed anything just yet, but if you get any leads, let me know. We'll do. All right. Stay safe. You too. I'm just going to hang up. Charlie's just going to, like, take it off. He's going to give one more look around, make sure nobody's around. And then he's going to head back up to the room. Okay. You come in and you see Richard and Thomas both in some soft silk pajamas. Thomas is in some red ones. Richard is in some blue ones. And he says, Assistant, it's time for bed. Get into your PJs. Right. And so he's going to, like, lock the door. And then he's just going to go to that chair and put his feet up. (laughs) We have some yellow PJs for you, T-Row, if you were interested. Oh, really? Oh, that's awful kind of you, Thomas. And then he's just going to close his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys may long rest. Hey. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps and T.J. Berry as Tyrannicus. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. What the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.